You are listening to The Edge, a podcast for personal development junkies and visionaries living right at the precipice of, oh shit, meets fuck yeah. I'm Nadia Munda, an embodiment and relationship coach and a lover of all edges. Stick around to listen to raw, unpolished conversations where we explore our personal and collective edges in all their erotic glory. I am a woman who was born into an unsafe world of explosions. I am a woman with war trauma. I'm a woman who grew up in a world where men violated her boundaries over and over again. I'm a woman with sexual trauma. I'm a woman who lived in a world where doctors gaslit her embodied truth. And a woman who drowned under the patriarchy's messages about pleasure, power, and play. Beneath our trauma... We are all loving beings, we are all turned on women, and we are all powerful priestesses. This is what we do here at the edge and with Embody, which is the modality that I created. And we are here to essentially shed the stories, release the trauma, and reclaim our birthright to aliveness. I'm Nadia. If you don't know me, I am technically, professionally an embodiment and love coach, relationship coach. I'm an ecstatic dance DJ. I'm an erotic stylist. I am a human, a lover, a sister, a best friend, and a whole bunch of other hats that I wear. But I wanted to start us off today with my um, behind-the-scenes bio, (laughs) because I don't know about you guys, but I'm a little bit bored. No, hold up. I am a lot bored. (laughs) A lot. I am like yawn bored by hearing all of the, you know, traditional professional bios of people. It's awesome. What everyone has achieved is beautiful, is exciting, and should be celebrated. And I often think that there's a there's something a lot more interesting about the uh, behind-the-scenes bio, as I'm calling it, the unspoken bio, the raw, unpolished, unfiltered bio. And so on this podcast, you won't really be hearing me do the traditional intro to people where I read their bios because I don't know about you guys, but I just zone out. I just zone out every, or I just fast forward. And not because I don't want to hear about what that person does or essentially end up checking out their links, but I just want to hear what they have to say. I want to know about the moments where they hit their edges, the places that felt really raw and uncomfortable, the challenges that they overcame, um, the moments where they felt tiny and small and insignificant, and uh, the moments where they had to surrender and become unattached to the extent that we can as humans. That's what I want to know about. And that's part of why I called this podcast The Edge, because I love to play at the edge of pretty much anything. I love the places that feel 
a little <laughs> terrifying, a little naughty, a little taboo, a little shadowy, um, a little bit more raw and vulnerable. And so all the conversations you'll be hearing in this podcast will be pretty much unfiltered. I will not edit them unless there's some crazy ass sound that's going to really hurt your ears. Um, because life is messy. Life is noisy. Life is unexpected. Sometimes the dog walks in. Sometimes the trash comes and picks up um, right under your window when you're recording You know something. There's always something, right? And so I say, let's normalize the raw, messy, unfiltered, all over the place conversations because I don't know about you, but those are the most exciting and riveting for me to listen into. And, um, you know, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that although I love having guests on and I'll have a lot because I know so many cool, interesting people and I can't wait to introduce them all to you. I am going to be sprinkling in a whole bunch of different things in this podcast. So we may sometimes have sonic experiences. I may read you some of my poetry. We may have specific limited series on particular topics. We may have different formats of interviews. Sometimes it's one person. Sometimes it's a panel. And... The reason I'm doing that is one, I don't want it to get boring. <laughs> and two, because I like to, within structure, of course, work with my feminine creativity and new things pop up all the time. New things pop up all the time. And part of my big why for starting this podcast, other than letting there be a space where we can explore our edges, you know, my favorite question that I have been asking people lately is, what's the edge that you're exploring right now? And so I thought, oh my God, let's make that what I really focus this podcast on. What are the edges that you're exploring? What are the edges that I'm exploring? And what are the edges that we're exploring as a collective? Right? There's a lot that we are in transition over here. <laughs> so much has happened the last few years, and we are in a pivotal moment in history. We are at our edge collectively, and there's a lot that needs to be spoken to about that. And to me, the more we essentially travel and make our way to words our edges, the more we are going to be able to expand into love. And um, when I say that, my work is about essentially, you know, helping leaders become, you know, better lovers. What What I'm talking about here is not only the layer of lover in the bedroom, although, yes, that's a really good, <laughs> it's a great thing to play with. I'm talking about being better lovers, stewards of the heart, um, being more embodied in both our humanity and our divinity, right? Because it's a dance of the two. It's about how we can, as leaders, 
be more love-based. So often we are seeing leaders still in the world that are creating chaos and trauma and violence and not that that's ever going to go away because for there to be light, there has to be shadow, right? We know that. And, and there is a way in which the systems and the values that we have really been working with and depending on as a society are starting to shift. It is no longer me, 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 me. It's not about the individual needs. It is about the collective now. It's no longer about, oh, you know, just your own perspective, your own goals, your own needs, your own desires. But it's about understanding the holistic view. That's what love sees. It's like, okay, what I do, how does that affect what my what my neighbor experiences? How does that affect the community? How does that affect the ecosystem that I live in? And that's how as leaders we become better lovers. For us to take a fierce stand for respecting and honoring the great mother, right? The energy of the the planet that we live on, the energy of nurturance and love and connectivity and the intricate web that is the ecosystem we live on. And I think that we've we've gotten a little bit um gotten a little bit pretentious. We've gotten a little bit um, narrow focused, I think, as humans as a whole. And it's time for us as leaders. This new paradigm of leadership is all about coming back into the heart and not in a like soft, like, oh, you know, I can't do it. I can't, you know, there's like, I think there's this assumption that like, okay, if you're heart based, that you have no structure, that you're flowing, that you can't figure anything out, that there is, um, that maybe you're a pushover, that you can't get shit done. All untrue. That is total BS. We are now in a paradigm where we get to marry our masculine and our feminine. We get to marry the structure and the flow. We get to marry the sun and the moon energy, all of it to create a better world. It's time. And so that's how as leaders we become better lovers, not just lovers to our partners or someone we're dating or someone we want to date, but lovers to the planet, lovers to the animals that we share this planet with, lovers to our neighbors and our fellow humans, a lot of whom are struggling, right? So that's what we're here to do. Some raw, unfiltered conversations about being more in our hearts through, right, that light of of love only can show up when we push ourselves gently and lovingly, to clarify. Now, you never want to push an override, <laughs> but where we push ourselves to our edges, where we explore all the things that we don't actually want to look at, all the things that freak us out, all the things that we're too embarrassed or ashamed to talk about, that's what we're going to get into here. And I think it's so incredibly important to do that because 
without examining and exploring and getting curious about our places that feel edgy, then how are we going to flow into this beautiful, um, you know, call it what you want. I call it love. It's the the divine energy that moves through us that enlivens us. It's life force. It's source, spirit, eh, whatever you want to call it, God, goddess. Everyone's got their, their cute little labels, but it's actually a feeling, right? Forget about the semantics. It's all in the body. It's in the soma. It's somatics not semantics. And that's why I do the work that I do, embodiment, because to me, it's sensations, it's feelings, it's experiences, it's emotions. And often our edges bring us up some shame or fear. And with shame, you know, I think a lot of people get confused and they think shame is an emotion. And uh, shame is actually the repressed emotion. It's the repression of all other emotions. Any emotions that you deem taboo, that you deem inappropriate, incorrect. That's when we stuff those emotions down. That's what shame is. It's not an emotion in and of itself. It's a lack of emotion. It's not feeling it. It's suppressing or repressing it, right? So that's why we get to explore the edges. Now. You know, I myself grew up in the first seven years of my life in a war zone. Yay. <laughs> At first I thought, you know, growing up, I was like, oh, this is not that. I mean, it was just all I knew. I didn't think it was that bad. And of course, after years of therapy and coaching, I'm starting to understand, oh, shit. <laughs> that stuff was quite intense. I really grew up in a world that felt unsafe, where I didn't know when the next explosion would come, when I didn't, I never felt I could really exhale into essentially uh, uh, like just routine and safety and a normal day and dropping into relaxation or joy because it was like, oh, don't know when when the, the second shoe's going to drop, right? I don't know when the next explosion is going to happen. And so I've been unwinding and unfurling so much of that in my nervous system. And through my own personal journey, I was able to um, begin to support so many women and couples in finding safety within themselves because I really had to figure that shit out myself through so many modalities, talk therapy, somatic experiencing, trauma therapy, TRE, EMDR. (laughs) It's a grocery list, guys. It's a long ass list. And I am uber thankful because I get to use this toolkit and I get to offer this to my clients, to my community. And part of why I am moving into the podcast world you know, even though I'm a coach first and foremost, a lover and partner second, a friend and sister, I was going to say third, and then I was like, I don't know, is it really a hierarchy? It's not true. It isn't. But you guys get what I'm saying. And, and you know, even though those are priorities for me, I wanted to create a new space for me to 
really explore and express my creativity and my thoughts and what's coming up. And also the amazing people that I get to meet through my work, share them with you. Because I was feeling like social media platforms were not really doing it anymore. We're working towards shorter uh, attention spans. You know, we went from having spaces to write nice long posts, right? Really detailed philosophical pieces that can take weeks to write because they are so um, thought out and thorough. And now we're looking at 15 second reels. Someone's pointing at something. Someone's doing something. I don't know. It's usually someone else's audio track. And you know, there's some really fun, creative things out there. Don't get me wrong. And there's a place for play, but I was feeling very uh, obstructed and um, restricted by the formats that were available to us on social media at this point. And I really felt like, oh, I want long form. I want a place where we can go deep. You know, I am sun and moon Scorpio, Gemini rising. I am a four, six projector. I mean, all these different pieces of my personality are just, they tend to lean into in-depth exploration. I love to go and take my time and create spaciousness in the essentially curiosity, right? Of like, oh, let's look at the patterns. What are What's happening out there in the world? And is this good? Is this bad? Do we need to shift it? Why? What else can we do? Right? These are the questions I'm asking all the time. And I'm simply uninterested in dancing or lip syncing to uh, someone else's track. Unless it's for a little bit of comedy every so often. That's cool. I love laughing. <laughs> very important when you grew up in a very serious <laughs> space. And it is limiting our capacity. It's limiting our attention span. It's limiting our bandwidth. And it's, um, I think, in a sense, like, just uh, we're forgetting. We're forgetting about our capacity for critical thinking, for philosophical thought, for exploration, for zooming out and looking at the big picture, for problem solving and figuring out, okay, what does the world need of us? Why am I here? What is my purpose on this planet? If every day I'm getting up and doing some TikToks, I mean, in rare occasions, that could be the platform that someone shares their purpose. I'm not saying it's total crap. It's just something to think about, right? And so, Personally, for me, I felt like the conversations I wanted to have were ones that felt more like I'm sitting with a friend in a living room. And often on these episodes, I will be. I'll be sitting in person with these people. Sometimes we'll be on Zoom. just depends. But the idea is that we feel like we are sitting in a room, having a cup of tea, having a glass of wine, having a kombucha. (laughs) 
and we are chatting about the meaning of life or our latest challenge or what is really, really stretching us into the next level of ourselves, the next level of our society, right? So I just wanted to come on here before we started off the first few interviews to say hi. If you don't know me, for you to get to know me a little bit. A lot of the work that I do is um, in one-on-one settings or in groups. I work primarily with dropping people deeper into their embodied expression. Again, so that these leaders and visionaries and magic makers in the world can become better lovers because that's the new paradigm of leadership. And one beautiful way that I do this, and I'm so blessed that this came through me, is Embody by Nadia. And that's a moving meditation. It's a modality that I created many years ago at this point. Can't believe it. It just came to me one day. And it's essentially a moving meditation where we move through three different energies, pleasure, power, and play. And there's an archetype, a feminine archetype connected to each of these energies. And we move through essentially what feels like the hero's journey for those who know Joseph Campbell and that framework. I come from a film background, so (laughs) they really hammered that into our brains at USC Film School. And, um, you know, I started off, I've always wanted to tell stories. I mean, that's part of why I went to film school. I I was really interested in both um, just sharing women's stories and also through both documentary and, um, and through, you know, fiction. And I realized that the way that I tell stories best after many, many years of trial and error and a lot of money that I spent on film school, (laughs) USC is not exactly a cheap school. But after all of that, I realized that the way that I tell stories is through song, through music, through playlists. So I love to take people on a journey musically, and that's what Embody is. We move through these three feminine archetypes because it's 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 a way in which to essentially go to, in a way, the emotional gym. It's a way to open yourself up to an energy or an archetype that maybe you don't embody or you don't let out to play enough. And the idea is that the more we exercise the embodiment of all these energies, the more more we grow as leaders, as humans, as lovers, the bigger our potential gets, the bigger our power gets. And so we awaken our sensual abilities and our embodied expression. And that's what's often missing in the world. There's repressed stuff. And guess what happens? We get autoimmune diseases, we get cancer, we get headaches, we get uh, ulcers, right? Because we are not moving the energy through embodied expression. And so I am super passionate about this and I love it because I train teachers. So I now, I think it's, we're in the eighth round of teacher training where I certify teachers in this modality so they can go and teach it in their city, in their country. We have teachers all across the world 
and we have taught thousands of students at this point. I think our biggest class to date, the record, was about 300 at the Health Coach Institute, taught by one of the teachers I trained, Bria Anderson. Shout out to her. (laughs) And we have taught people one-on-one in small groups all over the world. I myself personally have taught Beirut, Bali, Hawaii, um, Peru. Where else? I feel like there's another B that I'm missing. (laughs) There's a lot of Bs, places with Bs that I've taught, you know, all across the U.S., obviously. And it's been just such an honor to watch women come into their power through their embodied expression, to finally let loose, to have the permission to uh, emote, right, through sound, through movement, through tears, through breath, to be able to drop into their bodies and their truth and find so much pleasure and catharsis in that. And so that's what wakes me up every morning. That's what I love to do. I love doing that not just through Embody by Nadia, that modality, but also through my one-on-one coaching. I absolutely love a classic coaching session. There is just nothing more profound. Uh, My life has shifted tremendously from working with coaches myself, um, not just technically life coaches, but, you know, women in the priestess lineage, shamans, healers, energy workers, I mean, all, you know, just the whole, the whole gamut of amazing facilitators. And I love to bring all of that into my work. I do that with women. I do that with couples for relationship coaching. And in particular, you know, we take on the lens of of embodiment and somatics. How does your body work as your ally? How do you shift your lifestyle so that your body is actually your compass? And how can you use embodied expression in relationship, right, to increase polarity, to increase safety, to increase communication, in order for there to be more love and more eros, more erotic energy. I mean, that's what we're here for. We want to feel more alive. Every client who comes to work with me, no matter what what goal they're working on, they're like, I want to feel more alive. Well, where do we feel more alive than right at the edge? <laughs> right at the edge. So I can't wait to go on this journey with you. I can't wait to be right there teetering on the edge for all of us. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm blessed, honored, and I'm super thankful that you are here spending time with us. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We would love for you to rate and review the show, and I'd love to know your takeaways from the episode. You can do that by DMing me on Instagram at Nadia Munla.